everyone, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dorney's Vinyl. This week, I am talking about Black Sabbath's album, Paranoid. If you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's a weekly podcast where every other week is I talk about an album, and every other week then, you know, there's random podcasts where I play games talk about, and then talk about either books or movies that involve classic artists, and um, just little little tidbits like that. Also, if you're new, and this is the fir- first podcast that you've listened to, I, I would recommend going back, and there's a, kind of a library of different albums I've done, including Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, Michael Jackson's Thriller, and ACDC's Back in Black, and so forth. So I would I would recommend looking into that if you are also if you enjoyed this podcast, and if you're returning to this podcast, thank you so much for returning. I really appreciate all of all of you people that listen to this podcast. It's just something fun that I enjoy doing, but I appreciate listeners. So why don't I just get into Black Sabbath Paranoid? So. How my album pod, album podcast work? I give a little bit, a short rundown of the band. Uh, I give a, a short rundown of how the album came together, the personnel on the album, some information about the tracks on the album. I take a little bit of a break in the middle, and then I go into my own personal ranking of the songs and my own personal score for the album. So I'll start with Black Sabbath. So Black Sabbath formed in Birmingham, England in 1968. Their original lineup consisted of Tony Iommi, Bill Ward, Geezer Butler, and Ozzy Osbourne. And this lineup was in was playing from 1968 to 1979 and Ozzy was the first person was the first member to exit the band. They Black Sabbath is often recognized as the pioneers of heavy metal music. They've sold over 70 million records worldwide and were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. They have won two Grammy Awards, and they were also presented with a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. And to date, they've released 19 studio albums and 30 singles. On the U.S. Billboard 200, they have nine top 40 albums, two top 10s, and one number one. And on the U.K. Albums Chart, they have 16 top 40s, nine top 10s, and two number one albums. Singles, they're they're not really a single singles group. On the U.S. Hot 100, they have two top 100 songs and none in the top 40. And on the U.K. Singles Chart, they have six top 40 songs and only one in the top 10. So getting into Paranoid now, the album. It's the second studio album released by Black Sabbath on September 18, 1970. They were coming off the success of their debut album in the U.K., So the band returned to the recording studio with producer Roger Bain in June of 1970, only four months after the first album was released. The album was originally supposed to be called War Pigs, but the record company wanted the name changed due to fear of backlash from supporters of the Vietnam War. The album was released in the UK first in September 1970, but it wasn't released in the US until January of 1971 due to the debut album still being on the charts, so they wanted to wait for the debut album to die off a little bit. The album ended up peaking at number one in the UK and number 12 in the US. 
Retrospective reviews of the album are almost all extremely positive. All Music gave it 5 out of 5 stars, with Steve Huey calling it, quote, one of the greatest and most influential heavy metal albums of all time, end quote. And that it, quote, defined the sound and style of heavy metal more than any other record in rock history, end quote. One of the few people that gave it a not-so-positive review was Robert Criscow, one of the most, I think, well-known, not, well, not maybe not well-known, most popular record album reviewers. I always try to get his name in and find his rating for albums when I do these podcasts, and he gave it a C-. The album did come with a bit of controversy. So in the early 1970s, an American nurse committed suicide, and the album was found on her turntable. However, the album's influence in her decision to commit suicide was mentioned in the legal notes, but it was ultimately found that the album was not the cause of her committing suicide. The personnel on the album? So, Black Sabbath, the band, includes Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, Tony Iommi on the guitar and the flute on the third track, Geezer Butler on bass guitar, Bill Ward on drums and congas on the third track, and then additional personnel includes Tom Allum on the piano on track three. So now getting into the track listing. So all of the music is composed by Black Sabbath, and all of the lyrics were written by Geezer Butler except where noted. So track one is War Pigs. So the original title of the song was Walpurgis, W-A-L-P-U-R-G-I-S, which is the Witch's Sabbath, but the record company wanted them to change it because it sounded too satanic. Around this time, mandatory army service had recently ended in England, but everyone thought that was going to change with the Vietnam War going on. Butler said that the song was, quote, totally against the Vietnam War, about how these rich politicians and rich people start all the wars for their benefit and get all the poor people to die for them, end quote. And Osborne said the group, quote, knew nothing about Vietnam, it's just an anti-war song, end quote. So they kind of they kind of clashed heads on their beliefs of the song there. Track two is Paranoid. This was released as the first single off the album, and it peaked at number four in the UK and number 61 in the US. Butler explained that the song Butler explained that quote the song Paranoid was written as an afterthought. We basically needed a three minute filler for the album, and Tony came up with the riff. I quickly did the lyrics and Ozzy was reading them as he was singing, end quote. And Butler also said that the song was about depression and paranoia when on drugs. Track three is Planet Caravan. Butler said that, that he wrote this song about floating through the universe with one's lover. Ozzy was able to achieve treble and vibration effects with his vocals by using a Leslie speaker. In 2010, sorry, in 2020, the song was chosen as the wake-up music for the crew of the SpaceX launch, and the song was also popularly covered by Pantera in 1994. Track four on the album is Iron Man. After hearing the main main guitar riff for the first time, Ozzy said that it sounded like, quote, a big iron bloke walking about, end quote. The song was originally titled Iron Bloke, but they changed it to Iron Man, and Butler wrote the lyrics around the title. The lyrics of the song tell a story about a man who time travels into the future and sees the apocalypse, 
gets turned into steel by a magnetic field in his return to the present, attempts to warn the public, but they are ignored and mocked, and then his revenge on mankind is actually the apocalypse that he saw in the future. It's a bit of a complex song. However, and the song has no connection to Marvel's comics Iron Man, although it does appear in the credits of the of the 2008 movie. I'm a huge fan of Marvel, huge fan of Iron Man. This song reminds me of it, even though it has no connection. And the song also peaked at number 52 in the U.S. Track 5 is Electric Funeral. This also contains apocalyptic imagery dealing with nuclear warfare. Track 6 is Hand of Doom. This track was written after the band witnessed a growing number of U.S. soldiers coming to England from the Vietnam War in the late 1960s with severe drug addictions. Track 7 is Rat Salad, which is an instrumental that came about due to the band playing long sets early in their career and having to fill the time somehow. And track 8 is Fairies Wear Boots, which this is the only song that features lyrics written by Ozzy. And there are two stories about what the song is about. So Butler said the song was about a violent encounter that he had with, quote, skinheads, end quote, in London, who are the fairies in the song. Iami said the song was about an incident where Butler and Osborne were smoking cannabis in the park and witnessed what they thought were fairies. And Ozzy claims to not remember what the song was written about at all. So that is the track rundown of Black Sabbath Paranoid. I will take a little bit of a break here, and then I will get into my rankings of the songs, my opinions on the songs, and my overall score for this album. Alright, so I'm back, and I will get into my song rankings, my song opinions, and my overall score of the album. So how my song rankings are going to work, I'll go through, there's eight songs in the album, so I'll go through eight, starting at eight and going down to one. I will give opinions on the songs, so, and I am not a music expert at all, as in music expert at all. I just kind of give opinions on what I like and what I don't like, and I don't even know if I use the right words. So I will, if you want, you can gladly, I will give you information at the end of how you can contact me to to give me your opinions, and I will gladly read over them and hope to learn more about music in that way. So, I'll start at number eight. I have Rat Salad. So, I've said, and I, to how, how also, I go through and listen to the album in order and give, and kind of write my notes. So, some of them might seem a little bit strange, but if you listen to the album in order, I guess it doesn't seem that strange. So, Rat Salad. I said, an instrumental... Doesn't the album have enough instrumentals already? And while the guitar riffs are catchy, I think the drums were the overall star of this instrumental. That's all I really had to say about Rat Salad. You can't say much about a, an instrumental. At number seven, I have Planet Caravan. So I thought, compared to the first two songs, it had a much more toned-back feel. Ozzy's voice sounded very mysterious, so I liked the use of the Leslie speaker there. The drums and percussion were very calm but soothing. I don't know. Those are kind of like the same word, so I don't really know 100% what I meant by that. But that's what I, that's what I said. Uh, the lyrics were okay. Nothing really too special. Uh, the one I pointed out was, quote, We sail through endless skies. Stars shine like eyes. The black night sighs, end quote. 
And the instrumental at the end goes on a bit too long for me. So, and that might be a little bit of a theme, but we will see. Number six, I have Fairies Wear Boots. So this song, it was a little too up-tempo for an album closer for me. If you listen to my podcast before, you know that I like albums that end with the kind of a slower, slower-paced song that, that kind of just winds the album down. However, I think that they stayed true to their tone of the album very well, so I'll give them credit for that. This was just another song that had some very strange lyrics. I pointed to, quote, Yeah, I looked through a window and surprised what I saw. Fairy with boots are dancing with a dwarf right all right now. End quote. That's that was that was the lyric. And again, you know, they they switch kind of how the song sounds about midway through it after a lengthy instrumental, and then they go back to the original sound, which is cool. So I like that. But I'm also somewhat surprised that this song didn't end with a longer instrumental. Like I, th- that's kind of what they. They did the whole album, and they didn't end it with a very lengthy instrumental. But whatever. Number five, Hand of Doom. So it had a slow start on the first verse, and then the drums just came alive in verse two. And I really liked that. I thought the drums drums were very... I I like the drums on this album. I like how it switches from simple vocals on the first two verses to kind of like a drum-crazy sound and then it also changes to sound like a brand new song after the first two verses they do this a lot it sounds like a whole brand new song and i th- and i said i think they like destruction because one of the lyrics was quote head starts spinning round you fall down to the ground end quote and then i liked how it returned back to the original tempo of the song so now number four getting into the top four i have war pigs so I liked the very ominous instrumental introduction that to this song and then to the album as a whole. I thought it was a good start to an album. And then you have the emergency sirens in the background as well. It made it just sound like you were in for something. The guitar riffs were good. And then just Ozzy's vocals. They, like So Ozzy would say a verse, and then it would go back to a guitar riff, and then it would go back to Ozzy's vocals. I really like how they did that. It had a very interesting lyric. Um... And I have no opinion on it other than it's interesting. I'm not going to say it either. It's just an interesting lyric. That's all I have to say. So, quote, Politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. Why should they go out to fight? They leave that role to the poor. End quote. The drums, I thought, really stuck out during the instrumentals. So, again, the drums were, the I think, the thing that brought this album together. It had some nice guitar riffs. And then I really liked how the first and the last verse sounded similar, but the middle of the album was different, or the middle of the song was different. And then it was a lengthy song, but it, it, it did set the tone for the album, I thought. And then it wasn't a repetitive lengthiness either. So I think a couple weeks ago, if you listen to the podcast I did about David Bowie's Let's Dance, the one, one of the, a couple of his songs I thought were really lengthy and they shouldn't have been lengthy. This one, it was lengthy instrumentals, but it was it was a good lengthy instrumental. I don't know how else to explain it. Number three, I had Electric Funeral. So I liked how every song on the album so far had its own unique introduction. And then, however, the guitar riffs at this point, this is song five, the guitar riffs were starting to bore me a little bit. Again, you get another song about destruction, because, quote, dying world of radiation, 
victims of man's frustration, burning globe of obscene fire like electric funeral pyre, end quote. It had a very lively tempo switch mid-song, so again, that's that seems to be one of their their themes or whatever. It had a very interesting sound when they were repeating the, the, the chorus um, electric funeral, and a bit strange in a good way how it switches back to the original tempo. Uh, I, so, obviously I got, I got to, after a few songs I realized that they do that almost every song, but at this point it was a bit strange. So number two, I had Paranoid. So I liked how this song seems to build off of War Pigs, and it gets into a bit of a faster tempo. To me, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a throwaway song to me. Uh, I think that's kind of how they described it. So it's actually you think about it, it's a pretty sad song about someone who's struggling mentally. You have the lyric quote: "I need someone to show me the things in life that I can't find. I can't see the things that make true happiness. I must be blind." End quote. And the guitar riff sounded great. This is this is a short compared to all their other songs. It's a very short song, um, but I it was one of their best. I think. Maybe, maybe because it was so short. And last but not least, number one. You know which one is number one just because it's the only one left. Iron Man. I really liked the first I Am Iron Man Ozzy lyric. It, it sounded like he was talking into a fan, which I'm pretty sure that's what he did. This is definitely one of the more well-known, recognizable guitar riffs. I think this is up there with Smoke on the Water um, and and Guns N' Roses, but it's, it's very, I think, very recognizable it's uh i i really enjoy songs that tell stories so i think if if you're if you've listened to the podcast before some of my favorite songs were uh meatloaf spat out of hell and then you have elton john's elton john had some tiny dancer i think was a story song so i like story songs uh this one though this one's a very strange story uh, as I've, as I said in the, the description of what the song's about, uh, earlier in the podcast, the lyric quote, he was turned to steel in the great magnetic field when he traveled time for the future of mankind, end quote. So it's just, I, I, I wonder just how he came up with this story, uh, to write a song about. Listening closely, I, uh, and this is, this is where it stuck out. I liked how non-simple the drums are. Like it's not its own... It's not its own pattern or beat. It sounds like he's always moving and always trying to like one up the last five seconds. And then I like the increased tempo instrumental right before the last verse of the song. And then the instrumental to end the song. Again, the drums really stuck out with his rapid fire playing. So that is my rankings of the songs on the album. So now I will rank. I will give the album a score out of a hundred. So how this goes is I give it a score of 10 on its vocals, instrumentals, and lyrics, and then I add those up and multiply it by 2 to, to get out of a score out of 60. I give it 10 points based on its score on the US chart, which I will explain my scoring then, and, and 10 points out of its score on the UK chart. It gets a score of 10 out of its singles performances on the chart, on the US chart, and then it gets a score out of 10 for its album cover. Because, and I'll explain that when I get there. So I'll start with the vocals. For its vocals, I gave it a score of 8 out of 10. Uh, I thought Ozzy has very unique vocals, um, but they're just, they're they're not totally for me, I don't think, so I gave it 8 out of 10. 
And again, this is my opinion. You guys could have totally different opinions. I'm okay with that. The songs I pointed to with good vocals, though, are Paranoid, Iron Man, and Electric Funeral. For instrumentals, I gave it a score of 8.5. Uh, it, it had very good instrumentals. Some of them were a bit too lengthy, though. And it and it got... It, they, the sounds kind of sounded... Like, the guitars and drums sounded the same, just played differently, if that makes sense. Like, I like when they have different sounding. Like, a, like a guitar sounds different on different songs and things like that. So I gave it 8.5. The songs I pointed to, I had good instrumentals, were War Pigs, Paranoid, and Rat Salad. And then the lyrics, I gave it a six and a half. It had, it had a good st story song with Iron Man. Other than Iron Man, the lyrics were kind of not boring, but just they they didn't suit me. Uh, other songs were War Pigs and Fairies Wear Boots. On the U.S. chart, it's got a score of six. So the album scores go: if it's a number one album, it gets ten points. Number two to three gets nine. Four to six gets eight. 7 to 10 gets 7, 11 to 15 gets 6, 6 to 20 gets 5, 21 to 30 gets 4, 31 to 50 gets 3, 51 to 70 gets 2, 71 to 100 gets 1. This one was a number 12, so it gets 6 points. And the UK chart score, it gets a 10 because it was a number 1 album. The singles. So the single scores get a number 1 for 5 is 5 points. The number 1 song is 5 points. A number 2 to 5 is 4 points. A number 6 to 10 is 3 points. An 11 to 20 is 2 points, and a 21 to 40 is 1 points, and it can max out at 10. This song had no top 40 hits in the U.S., or this album had no top 40 hits in the U.S., so it doesn't get any points. And then album cover, I give it an album cover score, because in the 60s, 70s, 80s, the you sold albums pretty much based off of, one, your popularity at a, as a band, but two, if you, can go, if you go into a record store and it catches your eye. This one, I don't know if it necessarily would have caught my eye that much. Uh, I gave it a six and a half compared to some of the other albums that had great covers. Um, so six and a half. So its total score, this is one of the lower ones that I've done, and I gave it a 68 and a half out of 100. So it's at a D plus. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really enjoy doing these podcasts for you guys. Next week, I believe we have a game podcast coming up, so stay tuned for that. The next album podcast, I believe, will be Brian Adams' Reckless, so that'll be in two weeks. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.